Super Talk Mississippi media production. The following announcement was prayed for by the Committee to End Urination Simulation and the Ole Miss Athletic Department. Hi, this is Brian Haydad. And I'm Joel Coleman. Did you know in 2019, one college football team was affected by urination simulation? That's right, Joel. But it didn't have to be that way. We can fight this problem of urination simulation in college football, but it's going to take all of us. Luckily, you can help. All you've got to do is talk to your children. Tell them they don't want to be the one getting a penalty for urination simulation and forcing their subpar kicker into an unmakeable extra point, thereby losing a rivalry game and costing your team millions of dollars in buyout money. We can put an end to urination simulation. It's on us, all of us, to make a difference. Help Joel and I get a leg up on urination simulation awareness by talking to your children today. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman Woo! with you on a Wednesday morning. We are happy to be with you today. As always, we want to thank everybody for tuning in at supertalk.fm or wherever they go to get wherever you go to get podcasts. We appreciate you tuning in and making us a part of your morning, especially the servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We also want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffeehouse, Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. They are also taking care of you here in Starkville, getting closer to finals, which means we're getting closer to that time where they will be up all night, sleep all day. Well, well they probably got to get up to take their finals. They can't sleep all day. Don't don't when I'm doing slaughter, don't 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 correct me. Don't don't interrupt you with facts. Is that what you're telling me? That's 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 one of my number one rules of life. Don't ever interrupt me with facts. Alright? If I'm if I'm rolling, just let me roll, brother. Uh, okay. Shout out to the listener, by the way. Mm-hmm. Got to cover some uh Hebrew and Christian basketball. They they hosted Oak Hill and Oak Hill head coach. Andrew Howe, loyal listener of uh, Thunder and Lightning, he was pumped that I covered that game. So shout out to the Raiders hey. with a dominating victory. Hey, uh, big night for for Andrew and company. So good to meet you, Andrew. Woo, good stuff. Strange Brew Coffee House and Turnus Ice Cream, also <laughs> good stuff. Check them out when you're here in Starville, of course. Shop online for the uh, coffee lover in your life. Get some. The, I'm telling you right now, the the gift pack of hot chocolate, the Nutella hot chocolate. That's where it's at. You want to get you you will make. People happy if that's what you're buying them for Christmas. And, of course, if you're a Bulldog fan and you're doing your Christmas shopping, you need to be doing it with College Corner at either of their two locations in the Capital City area, over in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet or by the Half Shell, over in Flowood, or shop online at collegecornerstore.com and check out their incredible selection of Mississippi State merchandise. If you want to let people know that you're a Bulldog, the best place to do it is shopping at College Corner. We have- Shopping by the Half Shell, College Corner. <laughs> I mean, it fits, right? It fits. Love some, love some Ninja Turtles, man. Do you, do you follow uh, wiki titles that are doable to the, the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Okay. No. No. <sighs> I had to explain, show this to my wife the other day, and I also uh, got Mike Bonner following it. And uh, This is Rumblings Wednesday, by the way, folks, so, so it, it can be everywhere today. Wiki titles singable to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle theme, theme song. So today's uh, was Christian Social People Service. So it and it links you to the Wikipedia page for the Christian Social People Service, and it gives you the it makes their uh, their logo in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle thing. So what was yesterday's? Oh, they do. I'm sorry. It's sort of hourly. It looks like it's a bot. English speaking Union Scotland, and so on and so forth. Super talk Mississippi. It sort of works. It, it sort of works. Yeah. Right. <sighs> 
Brian, hey, Dad, Jolty Coleman. Thunder and lightning. Mm-hmm. Podcast power. Boom. Million dollar idea. That's a million dollar idea right there. <laughs> ah. We're not one of iTunes' greatest pods for nothing. Before we get into the rumblings, and we got plenty of questions from you guys today. We always appreciate that. We do have some news to start with, and that, of course, is that Kylan Hill is the Connerly Trophy winner. Fifth time in seven years a Bulldog has won this, and that uh, pulls MSU out of a tie with Ole Miss for the most Connerly trophies won. Uh, Bulldogs that have hoisted the award, J.J. Johnson, Jarius Norwood, Anthony Dixon, Chris White, uh, Gabe Jackson, back-to-back years by Dak Prescott, Jeff Simmons last year, and, of course, Kylan Hill uh, this year. Boy, State's been all over the board, too, with their winners. They've had a QB, had a linebacker, had, a, had an O-lineman. Yeah, running back this go. I mean, and in '99, I mean, I'm sorry, in 2000, Josh Bright won it at Delta State. I mean, nothing against Josh Bright, great quarterback, and and I want to say they won a national title, but over Fred Smoot. So they should have had a DB in there. I mean, what you think Fred Smoot would have had to say about that, buddy? I'm sure he had something to say about that. (laughs) Don't ever get, don't ever tell Fred Smoot he didn't get something. I'll put it that way. He will tear you up, and I'm speaking from experience on that one. Uh, the four finalists for it were uh, Kylan, uh, John Rice Plumley from Ole Miss, Jack Abraham from uh, Southern Mississippi, and from Alcorn, quarterback Felix Harper. And he's the only quarterback playing for a championship this week, so congrats to him. When you're the SEC's regular season Russian king, you're the best player in the state of Mississippi. You know, I, I honestly say. thought, though, that if Southern Miss had won their division and if they had won these last two games, that Abraham would have won it. Great numbers. Passed for nearly 300 yards a game. Uh, you know, more, a lot more touchdowns to interceptions. Uh, but losing those last two games, I think, hurt them. If they were the Conference USA, I guess I think they're in the West champion, or they would have, I think he would have won over Kylan. Yeah. But when they lost, and then Kylan, of course, won the fan vote as well. That's a bet's a big 10%. And, uh, but regardless, Kylan Hill is certainly very, very, very deserving. Like I said, he's the leading rusher in the SEC. You know, I kind of don't like the fan vote per- portion of that a little bit. Well, it hurts. I mean, only a state or old miss kid yeah, win. Yeah, exactly. So ten percent's yeah. automatically going to go to a state or old miss kid, right? And, and you have what eight other schools? Well, at the end of the day, but anyway, the, the 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 process is a little flawed in that the small school kids are probably no one's won outside of state or old miss since two thousand eleven, and that was Austin Davis. Uh, and since the year two thousand, you've had one guy from Delta State, four guys from Southern, none since eleven. One guy from Millsaps, and then the rest have been stayed in Ole Miss. A small school kid has to put up stupid numbers. For example, if if, if a Jackson State running back rushed for what Kylan Hill rushed for, he's not he's not winning it. Yeah, he'd have to rush for eighteen hundred to two thousand yards. Yeah, to get that kind of recognition. For example, the kid from Millsaps tonight, whose name I don't remember, and I apologize for that, but he had twenty one and a half tackles for loss and fifteen sacks on the year. I mean, he had better numbers than Simmons had last year, and better yeah. numbers than Montez Sweat had, but. He's not going to win because he's at Millsaps. So it's a little flawed. Uh, I do. I, I've come around on the idea of letting each school get a kid up there. I think that's good for the state. It is good for the state. But but the truthfully, the best football player in the state of Mississippi will. I, I don't want to say every year, but what ninety percent of the time is going to yeah. be at Southern Ole Miss or State. It just yeah. is. Yeah, that's no good question. But uh, and you know. Like I said, I think Abraham had a legit chance to win it. I kind of wish they had just two different awards, one for the rest of the school and then one for the big school. They should do something but, like that, but it, I, I get why they do it. So, And then this is the first time in four years, that a, or three years, I'm sorry, that a Mississippi State Bulldog did not win the uh, the Hall Award. It goes to Drake Dorbeck 
Southern Mississippi, of course, more importantly, of St. Aloysius High School. Good night for St. Al. Jack Abraham's dad played football at St. Al before uh, I was there. Wow, you had lots of purple flashes. I I ran into his dad and we talked for a few minutes. It's interesting, his dad's a big rebel. But of course, and they, they live in Oxford. But of course, his son ends up at USM. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of purple and gold uh, represented at the uh, at the Connerly, which I was I'm very pleased with. Probably be that same way next year because uh, I would imagine that Ben Brown from Ole Miss will be one of the favorites to win the uh, the Hall Trophy next year. So could he be St. Al. He did. I did not know that. So how St. Al had two D1 offensive linemen and couldn't conjure up a state championship, and D. Michael Harris, who plays at Southern Miss and is one of their their top. Uh, receivers and rushers, I tell you. You laid the foundation for those guys. No, man. don't even start you, you that. You did. You All did. Right. Now, you know how I don't like to hear about me being the podcast or whatever? <laughs> I definitely don't want to hear how I laid the, That foundation was laid long before I got to St. Aloysius, all right? Long before. That, that, that foundation goes back a couple – well, not a couple hundred, but at least a hundred years. So I'm just proud to have been a small brick in the in the, in the house at that point. So, But Kylan Hill, very deserving – is he going to be first team All SEC though? Hmm. Over Swift and Edwards Hilaire. I doubt it. I don't. Even, I think you're right. I think he might not be first team, which would be interesting. I mean, he plays all these 11 a.m. games. Nobody's watching him. Everybody's watching LSU and company. <laughs> the regular season LSU rushing Georgia. leader, not first team All SEC. That would be interesting. And of course, you know, Swift might not play this weekend though. So is, that he, would, is he going to be? Could he not be even second team and be the SEC? No, he'll be the he'll be second team for so? sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah, the, it's sort of interesting. The the second leading rusher in the conference right now is Lynn Bowden, who's a receiver yeah. slash quarterback. If he could throw it all, he'd be a very dangerous person. He'd be what the Bible calls a very dangerous person. So, all if, right. If Plumley had been a better thrower, a better thrower, and and if he had if he had played. If he played every game, yeah, I mean he'd be up there too. Well, he would have probably been ahead of, of Colin Hill. Yeah, to be totally honest with you. But that sort of is what it is. All right. Let's jump into the rumblings. We got a lot of questions today. And, of course, part of that is because we decided to – we haven't recorded yet yeah. until now, and it's 10 o'clock on a uh, – on a what? On a Tuesday? It's Tuesday, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, – I told you this yesterday off air, but once football season – once the regular football season ends and we get out of our weekly routines mm-hmm. and there's no longer the Monday presser and things just – Seem yeah, different. It, I don't know what day it, it is. It doesn't work as well, but it is sort of is what it is. All right. Our first question comes to us from our, one of our most beloved listeners, Alexandra Watson. Why is she beloved, you say? Because she is actually a friend of mine who brought me a whole blueberry cheesecake for my birthday. Homemade from top to bottom. Made the crust, made the filling, made the blueberry sauce on top of it. Fantastic. Yeah, that sounded nice. Yeah, it was. It is. It's still in my half of it's still in my fridge. I haven't eat that's how big this cheesecake was. I haven't eaten half of it. I, yet. I was gonna say that that is absolute restraint, is what that is. The, oh, I, the fact that that's all but if it's big, maybe that's why. Let me tell you, if I had tried to eat that whole cheesecake in one sitting, there would there would just be lightning today. I would not have made it. That thing I would have gone into it. I, and I don't have diabetes. I don't have even like I'm not close to having diabetes, according to my doctor, but I would have had a diabetic coma. You'd be visiting me in the hospital. What happened to him? It'd just be blueberry all around my mouth. I've got faith in you, though. I bet you could have done it. Uh-uh. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling that. you right now. I could not. All right. A big slice of that fills me up. It's it's really good. But she wants to know, do you think that State announcing Moorhead would be the coach for 2020 had any bearing on the Ole Miss decision to go ahead and fire Luke? 
He said they wanted to beat us to the punch so both schools weren't looking for a coach at the same time. We sort of addressed this yesterday. I, I don't know how much it really affected them, but I think a small portion of it affected them. I would say that without knowing, part of that conversation was probably like, and oh, by the way, if we fire him, we, us and State aren't looking at the same time. Right. I would I would think that that plays in a little bit. No, I agree. I, it would, if I was up there trying to make that decision, it would at least be a, a small part of the decision-making process. So, yeah, I, I think it does a little bit. I agree. I agree with you 100%. That said, do you think if, if Joe Moorhead had had a great year this year and next year was really not a, on the hot seat year, I still think they probably make the move, though. If they they if the game this past Thursday ended the same right. way, kind that's, why, of thing. that's why I said I don't think it's a, a huge part. But I think it's a small yeah. part. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, Dalton Lee wants to know what's our take on fan sources. Everyone seems to think their friends, brothers, granddads, mistress, twice removed sisters, surrogate had the inside scoop. Sometimes I want those sources to be true, but this is a huge pet peeve of mine. It's it's one of those issues, and, and you probably played the game when you were younger, maybe, where you have a story and you whisper it to the Telephone person next game, to yeah, you, yeah, and, yeah. and then they whisper it, and by the time it gets to the end, it's nothing like what it started like. Right. That's what message boards are now. Yeah. I mean, you really have to dig through the weeds, and unfortunately, part of our job a little bit is to try and dig through those weeds and see which ones actually have roots and which ones don't, and 90% of the time or more, they don't have roots. And Yeah. <sighs> The thing I'll say is, you know, last week with the Moorhead stuff, some of that seemed to have a root or two. Some, know, and people, some <laughs> people I talked to were people who would know what they were talking I about. I know. <laughs> but at the same time, nobody could pin anything down for real. Yeah. Nobody could ever just tell me straight up, this is what's going to happen. Stake your claim on it. Um, so, you know, and, and the thing to remember with message board sources is this, is that, and, you know, they can say whatever they want because there's no accountability. Yeah, and that's another yeah. thing, too. I, I've, if I come out and say, or Joel comes out and says, hey, this is what's going to happen, and it doesn't happen, we have to answer to people about that. Yeah. You know? it, it, this, this isn't a knock on, on 24-7 or any of those guys, or Steve or Paul or any of those guys that work over there, but they can kind of come on the board and say, I'm hearing this. And if it doesn't happen, okay. Yeah. You know, and it, I, can, it, I can sort of get away with you that, You can too. kind of get away with that, too. I can't. As a, at a at a newspaper, I can't. I mean, I can kind of say who's a candidate or whatever, and and if I've heard from sourcing that that this guy's a candidate, what I can come out. But to just kind of, I don't know. I, the burden of for me to print it in the newspaper, it's got to be true. Yeah, is what I'm getting at. You know, I I don't want to be you know plagiarizing, lob right. or whatever. It is. It's not plagiarism. It's that said, like, if you are a person on a message board giving out rumors. Give out rumors. Yeah, that's what message boards are for. Yeah, it makes it fun. Don't don't feel any shame for giving out rumors. Yeah, especially if, especially it's one thing if you're if you're just trolling, but if you legitimately have what you believe to be credible information, yeah. put it out there. Yeah, and let it come out in the wash. As long as you're at the end of it, or can can be you know humble enough to say, hey, I was wrong. Yeah, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. You know, and back to what I was saying with me, well, this is kind of my outlet. I can be a little more loosey goosey on the pod. Yeah, you know, I'm not. The things that I say aren't always necessarily reporting it so much as stuff that we hear and that, that sort of deal. It's a little lighter burden of proof than if I, I send it and it's printed and this is going to happen. Kind of, right. Yeah, it's just a little different. Right. All right, what's our next question here? Uh, I'm looking around here. Uh, let's see here. Ricky Wedgworth, any chance MSU scoops up some of these guys hitting the transfer portal? 
Seems like that's all I've read about today. Well, if you're talking about the Ole Miss players hitting it, I mean, possibly they might look at one of the receivers that, that's hit the transfer portal. It would certainly make sense to bring in some new blood at the receiver position. Um, I don't know what state's scholarship situation is. If you're asking about overall, yeah, I certainly think MSU will take a look at a grad transfer or two. Like I said, receiver would certainly be a place to look. Uh, maybe defensive tackle could be a place to look. Got to remember, of course, Alan Love will be gr- eligible this year, and you're bringing in uh, what three defensive linemen yeah. on the uh, from the JUCO ranks. And I, I believe credit to twenty four seven here. Uh, I believe State may be looking at a grad transfer kicker, too. A kicker? Okay, I, I, didn't, I hadn't read that. All right. I believe isn't. And of course, anyway, that's interesting because Chrisman is. I a can't senior, remember now right? who it was. Chrisman's <laughs> a senior, right? He'll be a senior. Oh, He's got yeah, another I think year. So. I think so. What? And the, the guy and You're I doing I, it again. I cannot remember They're his doing name. Doing the same thing with the punter. He's not going to be eligible. I can't remember his name, but he apparently has two years left to play, though. Okay, that would make more sense. Yeah. So he could redshirt you. And I want to say it was Arizona State, maybe. You should all consider Arizona State. I'll just be honest with you. So anyway, I, I may have just totally messed all that up, where he's from, and everything. But I, I do know that that uh, yeah, twenty four seven had said something about that earlier today. I believe Paul Jones. So. Okay. Not to be giving away premium content, though. Yeah, but if you don't have a subscription I'm there. <laughs> I'm giving away my stuff. I, I was so all over the place there. You might want to buy a subscription to see if, see if what, what right, I yeah. messed up on. But if, if I were you guys, yeah, I'd buy a subscription 24-7. Yeah. Luke Waite wants to know, who starts at the bowl game if both are healthy? I think it's Tommy. I don't know that I disagree with you because Joe loves Tommy, but why? And what, just to give him one last hurrah. Maybe one last good piece of film. I def- you play them both, though. you got to find ways to play them both. But I think Tommy starts. You know, I've said before, and I know situations are a little different, that 2013 and this year kind of have some similarities a little bit. You remember 2013, Dak got in there against Rice and just beat the Destroyed brakes him. off of him. What if Schrader did that in this bowl game? It would be great just, for MSU. It would really kind of, not that the next year, because some people at the end of that, Kind of thought like 2014 is going to be pretty special. Yeah, I don't know that anybody would think state's going to rise to number one on right, the, right, right. next year, but it would really make people feel a lot better if Garrett Schrader came out there and kicked crap out of Louisville or whoever state ends up playing in the bowl game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, a Swenson wants us to guess the SEC coaching hires. So we've got three right now: Mizzou, Ole Miss, and Arkansas. I think Lane Kiffin ends up at Arkansas. I think so. Feels like that's where the smoke's leading us. I uh, think that Missouri is the most interesting one. I'm not really sure who goes there. That feels like they will. Uh, was it Will Healy that was kind of gaining some traction there? Did no, I see that's that a possibility. Yeah, I'd seen that. He's an interesting guy. You know, not his his win loss record is not great, but yeah. it's because he took over two bad programs. Um, I just I, I still feel like that with Mike Norvell that Florida State's going to end up throwing gobs of money at him. So I think I, I, I think Florida State with the statement they made about waiting till after this weekend's games that sort of lets you know that they. They're going to go after Norvell. So if you make me guess, I would say Norvell's going to be at FSU, which is not a SEC prediction right. that affects the SEC. So I think Billy Napier ends up at Ole Miss. I will be surprised if Ole Miss offers – let me change that. I won't be surprised if Ole Miss offers Napier. I will be surprised if they offer him and he doesn't take it. Because they're going to offer him – they're going to at least double his salary. Maybe more. Yeah. Probably a lot more. It would be – the only way he wouldn't take it would be a situation where he, he feels confident that next year he could get an even bigger job. Like he thinks that – he might be in the running if Tom Herman goes down at Texas or something yeah. like that, which I don't believe. But I would be—I'll be surprised if Billy Napier is not the new Ole Miss head coach. 
which if you if that happens and he takes a staff, then former Bulldog DJ Looney would be a rebel. That's a good point. Look at that. I don't know. We'll see how it happens. But Mizzou, did we predict Mizzou? We didn't really, but I don't have a feel for that one. So I don't really want to throw that out. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. The, the Lane Kiffin Arkansas thing is interesting, though. I'll be interested <laughs> to see if that happens. Yeah, I think it's a good fit. Uh, Colton Peterman wants to know, is there any chance that Jalen Hurts is drafted before Tua? No. You still think Tua is a first-rounder? Yes. I do, too. Yeah. His, his I, tape I really, is too good. The Dolphins keep winning, so they keep moving down in the draft, probably. So I, I kind of hope that, that they end up with Tua anyway because he'll slide because of his injury. Miami and, and, Dolphin quarterback Justin Herbert. And they could. But I, I, the Dolphins really love Tua, though. So I think oh, yeah. with because they have three first-round picks. Yeah. So I they feel could like they will package a couple to move up if they needed to. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to move up to take an injured Tua. I, with three first-round picks, mm-hmm. if he falls to them, he, they're going yeah. to take him. Up I think there. I agree with that. Yeah, I, but Hertz is probably not. I don't know that Hertz is a first rounder, to be totally honest. But we'll see. This time last year, I didn't think Kyler Murray was a first rounder. He didn't be the first pick in the draft. <clears throat> uh, Dan Glenn wants us to explain the check with me philosophy. Is there any time that State will go to the line and just snap the ball? Very rarely. The check with me is, is how the Moorhead offense is sort of is predicated on. That he wants to have another look at the defense, and then he makes the, the, any, let's know if there's any adjustments to be made. So. Unfortunately, until you, I, the good thing I guess it would be this: I would imagine that by year three, if Schrader stays here and is the starting quarterback for three years, he should have enough of a feel that Moorhead might just pass that along to him. Be like, all right. Maybe so. But you know, people act like State's the only team that does that, and that's not it's really not that the State's case. the only team that does that. But State, State is one of the slowest teams in terms of slap, snapping the ball that there is. Like LSU does some check with me stuff. Yeah. But they get to the line quickly, they check, and then they snap with 25, 26 seconds left. State gets to the line, and they take it all the way down to like 8, 9 seconds. That's why a lot of why State sometimes has offensive line troubles. It's easy to guess the snap count when there's three seconds left on the clock. Yeah. You know, defensive linemen don't have to worry about anything. So, got a question here that I assume is going to be more for, me, for you than me. <coughs> Excuse me, from Holden Blake, who wants to know, with Moose signing with the Reds, Braves' fallback option is off the board. Do you think this means the Braves go harder for J.D.? Or do you think they are content with what they have? They don't sign J.D. Do they go after another impact bat at another position? Who's I, J.D.? Josh Donaldson. Okay. Yeah, at this point, you got to go all in on, on Donaldson, I think. And if you don't, if they don't get Donaldson, I think that the Braves have to make a deal for an impact bat somewhere, which is probably more likely in the outfield or something. Um, then, then, then they get a third baseman, but uh, I don't know. The Cubs have kind of hinted at wanting to trade Chris Bryant. Maybe that was something. Maybe that's something the Braves can get in. Who knows? I'm just spitballing. But, but yeah, Mustakas was the fallback option. He's gone. I don't see the Braves getting in the Anthony Rendon sweepstakes. I'd love it if they did, but yeah, Josh Donaldson's kind of priority number one for this offseason now, since all the other heavy lifting's been done. So yeah, I th- they got to this, it's going to be really interesting, interesting to see what they do if they don't get Donaldson back. Yeah. Rob Hadaway wants to know, considering the Chris Peterson news out of Washington, if you woke up tomorrow with your head sewn to the carpet, would you be any more surprised? <laughs> I think the head sewn to the carpet's more surprising than the, than the Chris Peterson thing, to be totally honest with you. Because I just you just don't ever know with coaches nowadays. And, you know... Yeah, there's Saban who's going to coach until, you know, they put they may take him directly from the sideline to the crematorium. But for the there's a lot of these guys, they just 
this is a high stress job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're in your mid fifties and you, you don't want to have a heart attack and die, saying something, and you got money. Did he? Peterson was supposed to have a press conference today. He did. did he not? What, what did he say? I didn't even. I he basically, you know, laid it out that he's he's walking away for now. That he he'd be interested in maybe coming back at some point. Okay, so he, it is it is a break. I need to get break. away. Yeah, okay, it's just a break. Jimmy Spires, who is your under the radar ba- under the radar baseball player make the biggest impact this season? Mm. Under the radar. I don't know if you consider Luke Hancock under the radar. That was my choice. I don't know if you consider him that either, but, but that's the that's guy. That's the first guy that came to mind. Yeah. Uh, so if you're considering him and you're going to have him, then by gosh, we're going to have a thunder and lightning consensus. Luke Hancock. Yeah. Go, go big or go home. Especially now, you, you know, I don't know, we've talked about Hayden Jones is elected to transfer. Yeah. So it's obvious that Hancock's probably going to be the starting catcher. Uh, I think he's position to be, have a big I year. I was so impressed with him last year. Just I know. His, his plate discipline the word I was gonna stands use, yeah. out to me. If you don't swing at bad pitches and you don't get yourself out and you don't put yourself in bad counts and all of a sudden, you know, you're heading to count all the time and they got to throw you stuff to <laughs> man, and he's a pretty darn good hitter. Uh, on top of it all, I think he could have a, a special year. I agree. And a special career for that matter. Chris Coleman. You know that guy? Pretty tight. Yeah. Pretty tight. Uh, we we uh, exited the same womb. I didn't need all that. You could have just said he's your brother. We could have just gone with that. I didn't need your. I didn't need the womb, the the, the removal part brought to the show. Wow. Uh, does the removal of Matt hey. Luke at Ole Miss, not from the womb, just from the coaching job, put more pressure on Jomo and or John Cohen for the 2020 season, or does it lighten the load for them? I, I have more pressure. Well, I think it's more pressure, especially yeah. if Ole Miss gets a coach that state fans had thought they were going to get. Or at least we're interested in. I mean, and then he wins up there. That's a problem. We talked about message boards a while ago. They're going to lose their friggin' minds if Billy Napier goes to Oxford and just starts kicking tail. Picture, picture this. All right, state first game of the season, New Mexico, probably an eleven a.m. kick. Right. Not the most impressive day for the Bulldogs. They win thirty-one fourteen. Traders okay. However, it is, it is. And then. Ole Miss and Billy Napier beat Baylor that night. I'll just—I'm just gonna get. You could just like get a, a marshmallow on a stick and put it over your computer, and the hot takes will cook it. Yep. All right, the heat coming off of the message boards will—you can make a s'more with that yeah. right there. I don't yeah. think that's gonna happen. Just for the record, I don't think Ole Miss is gonna beat Baylor. But can I? Can I? Let me shift from this question into one of my own here. Sure. And, and it ties back into a question we already answered. Mm-hmm. Who do you think? Well, obviously, I, I think state fans would probably want Ole Miss to, like, just throw Rich Rod or something in the head coaching spot and point and laugh. That's probably what most state fans would want. But mm-hmm. who do you think realistically state fans or could Ole Miss put in that spot and state fans wouldn't melt down if they hired and he had a little modicum of success kind of deal? Because I think if it's Napier, people will lose their, minds, lose their minds because Will Healy is one, Kiffin. State, state wasn't going to go after people that state you. wouldn't have gotten. Yeah, people that state wouldn't have gotten. Um, somebody like uh, obviously if they promote it from within. Um, I'm trying to think of some some of the names. You know, we talked about a bunch of them today yeah. on sports talk. Um, the uh, is it the Boise State guy? Harson is the guy. Yeah, state. I don't know how much they would have pursued him. I still stand by my idea, and I I would do it if I was Ole Miss. And I thank God every day that I'm not. But 
I would just say the hell with it. He's going to be a head coach at some point. Hire Joe Brady. 30 years old, who cares? If you're lucky, you might have locked up your coach for the next 20 years. If you're unlucky, though, you could end up like Arkansas and just crater your program. You could, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think Bra- I mean, I, I get it. I get the the, the 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 body of work is not that great. Wasn't that great for Sean McVay either? And he put a team in the Super Bowl last year. I will be so interested to see if Ole Miss can somehow land Norvell what they pay him. That'll that'll just intrigue. They me. would have to almost double him up, I would think, because yeah, that's putting about five million. Because that's what Florida State's going to yeah. would be willing to do. Which is about where Freeze ended, if I remember. Yeah, and I just don't see that happening. That's a lot of money to pay right off the top. Because then you're telling me that in like three years, if he's successful, what are you paying him, seven? Ole Miss is going to pay Coach seven? I mean, they can. They can do it. I just don't know if they would. I don't know. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Zach Huzak wants to know, why do I pay for Gene's page when six-packs peak exists? Man, I've been asking that question for like 16 (laughs) years. I don't know the answer to that. Uh there is good information on Gene's page. And there you get, is. You know, I shared some earlier. Yeah, you know, you get stuff that you can't get. Whatever you read on Six Pack, you, you could have known it earlier, I guess would be the best way to say it. So, uh, Let's see here. And probably in a lot of instances, seeing as to how people make livelihoods by, you know, disseminating that information, mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that gets shared on Six Pack probably is kind of like stealing off of people's table. See, I, I I have an issue with that theory. <laughs> like, if I buy a Startville Daily News, and then I tell a friend of mine, hey, What's in it? Yeah, that's not wrong. You know, if I buy a magazine, and I'm like, did you read that article? They said blah, blah, blah. That's not wrong. That's true. That's, true. that's how I look at that. That's true. If I pay for the You've information, I can do whatever I want with that information. I'm not saying you should do it, because I appreciate what Paul and Robbie and them do, and Steve and, and Gene and Dave, but at the same time, you know, I don't get overly worked up about it. You've convinced me. There you go. Also, Zach, he's like, I said on Monday, and he says, I said, Brian, hey, Dad, that Cohen may have tied his fate to Moorhead. I guess we both said it. Even with a terrible football year in 2020, would Cohen still be gone if women's basketball makes the Elite Eight, men make the round of 32, and baseball returns to Omaha? Uh, well, I don't know that Cohen's going to be gone in the first place, yeah. you know, but at the same time, football is what drives the engine. And if it's bad, and John Cohen has said, you know, he's put his faith in Joe Moorhead and Moorhead doesn't repay that faith? Yeah. Especially when you look at that Cohen didn't hire Schaefer, didn't hire Howland. Now he hired Lamonis, and that's a good good spot for him. But it, 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 there would be some pressure, no question in my mind. And that's fair. I think that's very fair to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my, my thing with Cohen goes back to, I, I feel like he and Keenum have a pretty good relationship. They do. So, I, I, I mean, it would probably have to come from above Keenum's head and somebody wanting to make a change there. Which yeah. is kind of tough to do when you're talking about the president of the university. I mean, I know that money talks and stuff, but yeah. I, I, I think it would take more than Joe failing next year. I, I do I do feel like that, that Cohen is kind of tied to Joe, but I, even if things go south with Joe next year, I still think Cohen's here. He's here under a ton of scrutiny, but I think he would still be here. I agree. All right, uh, let's see here. Alex Barham wants to know, is there a staple food or necessity for your Christmas dinner? Oh, Christmas dinner, no. We kind of shift it up every year, depending on where we're going. And it, you know, it's, There's no like solid deal. One thing that I love around Christmas, though, it feels mm-hmm. like that my... 
either at Katie's mom's or sometimes my mom does it and things like sausage balls at Christmas time. I just I almost associate sausage balls with Christmas time. I got a bag of sausage balls in my uh, fridge right now. <sighs> they're so good. Oh, they're the best. My mother's balls, the best. <laughs> Nobody touches them. Nobody can touch my mother's balls. <laughs> Next. They are good. They are quite good. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, where are we? Do you think Ethan Brazil wants to know, or Brazil? I'm not sure. Uh, do you think Joe Mo should step back and take a CEO role like Ed O did at LSU if he got Joe Brady to be his offensive coordinator? I like Coach Moorhead. I wish the offense he ran was aggressive, as aggressive as LSU. Here's the issue. Is that Ordron had never even been a coordinator when he was first made a head coach. He still hasn't been a coordinator ever in his life. So you hired Moorhead to be your play caller. If, you're, if he's not calling the plays, you know, why are you paying him $3 million a year? Is that, is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. It, it. It's kind of like when Super Talk hired you, they hired you to be on the radio and do the pod and stuff, mm-hmm. and then they were like, no, we just want you to supervise the guy doing the pod. Yeah. It's, and, like, it just doesn't make sense. So right. I, I, I'm kind of with you. Or, well, like, a good example would be, like, and I remember when I took the job, I was like, so, you know, can I still interview so-and-so from, from the beat? about?" And they were like, no, you're that guy now. You're the guy that we yeah. interview. You're the guy who's the expert. You don't want to bring the other guys on. You're the guy. And I had to think, I was like, okay, I see what you're saying. And that's what that is. You know, if we're, we're bringing in Joe Brady to call plays, well, why don't we just make Joe Brady the head coach? You know, why don't you make the whole plane out of Joe Brady? <laughs> Something like that. All right. Nathan Taylor wants to know, why does Nathan Pickering wear number 22? I can only assume he came in as a running back and they decided to move him inside on the defensive <laughs> line. He should be wearing 94. Not a lot of MSU. Oh, Chauncey Rivers was five this year. Yeah. Montez uh, Sweat was nine. Nine, yeah. Um, no, we're talking about ends here. Yeah. I don't know if that matters. That's true, yeah. Not a lot of inside guys wearing the uh, the low numbers. But I got nothing wrong with that. I'm trying to think. My buddy Brian McDuff's probably very happy he wears 22. Gary, well, Gary Green was an end. Yeah, he was four. Yeah. But think. still, you know, just, I'm just nothing, nothing's popping up on the top of my head of like guys that were. Is King Ani an in? He is, isn't he? Yeah, he's number one, right? Yeah, he's a, he's a single digit. I yeah. think he's one. Or maybe he's, he's one, yeah. Okay. No, wait, no, he's not one. He's four, right? He, he's I, four. No, Demonte Russell was four, wasn't he? I don't know. So, there's a lot of the, the. This is like the new thing, though. So, all right. Uh, Speaking of King Ani, I need to learn to pronounce his name. Did you not hear about that? His last name is King Ani. Yeah. His first name is the the, other the, the one that we can't So pronounce. we don't have to worry about it, you know? That's true. Moorhead, Pickering, King Ani. But I do have to learn to spell it for first reference. Well, that's that's on you. Until uh, he makes a sack, I'm not going to worry about his name. <laughs> ben Otten wants to know, uh, what old Miss recruits do you see flipping to state? We sort of talked about that yesterday. Uh, any chance Deion Smith flips back from LSU? In case you missed that, uh, 2021 four-star receiver from Provine, Deion Smith, uh, has flipped from Mississippi State to LSU. I mean, that signing day is a long time off. So is there a chance? Yeah. But if LSU truly wants to keep him, they will. The yeah. problem with, with him is this. He's a really good player. Great players, great elite wide receivers are going to want to go to LSU. Mm-hmm. Especially looking at next season, if they can pull it off again. And I don't know that Miles Brennan will be their quarterback or not. But whoever they got, if they have another huge year passing the ball, that 
every wide receiver target in the country is going to pick between them and, and Alabama, and then everybody else can just sort of pick the rest. Yep. So, uh, let's see here. Colorado Dog, d- d- does Captain Insano show any mercy? <laughs> no, he does not. Captain Insano shows no mercy, as we all know. Let's see here. Graham Yateman, this is a really good question. Why does it always seem that guys that were elite on both sides of the ball in high school end up playing defense? For example, guys like Marcus Murphy, Jerry and Jones, J.P. Purvis, and others. Do you think this has to do? This do you think this has at all contributed to the imbalance of talent on offense? Yes, I do. Do you? It seems to make sense. I would have sure. had Marcus Murphy on offense. I would have. Jerry and Jones. He played enough this year that he may have been needed. Now, at the time, you didn't know that uh, Mari Smitherman was going to hurt his leg and be out for the season, and Dantzler was going to face the same injury problems. But I think Jerry and Jones would have been a, a – State needs receivers. They need playmakers on that side of the ball, and they've got guys like that you know, that, that could have been there, I think. But for whatever reason, I, I am in a complete agreement with Graham in that I would give a guy's – a look on offense first. And, you know, going ahead, looking into next year, you know, with Tulu Griffin, that's a guy, you know, Dylan Johnson. I would look at those guys on offense first. You need some speed over there. You need some playmakers. Now, I get Mullen. Mullen's philosophy was always put those guys on defense because he felt like that's how you win. With Moorhead, who's such an offensive guy, you would think he would say, let me have a couple of those guys. But it just hasn't worked out that way. Uh, Let's see here. Mary Barrett, Miss Mary wants to say, will you and others stop saying Moore's action cost UM the game? Not necessarily so. Overtime, I have faith State wins. Guess your version sounds more glamorous. But it did. It did cost them the game. It cost them the chance to tie the game. Right. If he doesn't do that penalty and they kick the extra point, then something else would have cost them the game if they lost. You know? Then Corral throws incomplete. Well, Corral inability to get a... That's okay. That play is what costs them the game. Mm-hmm. If if any other chain of events happens, they're still in the game. They're still in the game, and something else could have cost them the game. But it, it, in the way history played out, that cost them the game. Yep. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Barrett Brunton wants to know: Is there a big jump in traders' passing production uh, next I, year? I feel like before we get to, is there a big jump in traders? We should remind people too. That uh, since we've talked about Elijah Moore, we can end we, it, yes. urination simulation. It can. It, it just takes one person to start that conversation. Uh, big jump in J- Garrett Schrader's passing production next year. I mean, yes, I, I, I do think that there will be. But man, he, he state's receiving core has got to be better. <laughs> it's been and it, what's sad it's is been right now terrible man. You're just putting a ton of pressure on Malik Heath. You're expecting him to come in and be a Jamar Chase, Jerry Judy type for you, right off. I don't know if he's if he can be that. I don't think he can be that. You know, so unless Osiris Mitchell takes another big step forward, can Austin Mitchell, or Austin Mitchell, Austin Williams finally make some plays? I don't know. This receiving core is it's just not good. It's just not good. Like we said, you know, would would one of State's players be in the rotation at Alabama or or LSU? Not one. Gidry Mitchell. Gidry, Mitchell would be the fifth or sixth guy in all of those. At LSU, he's definitely behind Jefferson, Chase, Marshall, and McMath. At Alabama, he's behind Judy, Smith, Ruggs, and Waddle. 
you know, there's just no way around that. So that's got to improve somehow. There were rumors at one point, and I guess he still could, that Elijah Moore may actually enter the transfer portal from Ole Miss. State should go after him. Why not? You know, it's funny, but you're not wrong. <laughs> what do you think the reaction would be? If he came to State? Yeah. <laughs> and just finished the job. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> this is funny. Barrett, Barrett also asks, were y'all as happy as me? We gave up a fourth and 24 to have that ending. <laughs> That's another thing too. You talk about things that cost them the game, or, or how you know the, the chain of events. Fourth and twenty-four. If they don't convert that, the game it's ends. It's over. It's over there. And instead, you get some sort of sandlot play drawn up, and and they get a guy open. <laughs> it's crazy. So yeah, that the ending sequence from the from that play to the end was what both teams deserved to have at the end of their seasons. I thought those last two minutes felt like they took thirty minutes. They really did. I bet you they did in real time. I mean, a lot. I need, I need to go back and look because I, I know where my last tweet was in the box. Yeah. To the end, I bet you it's close to thirty minutes. I will forever remember that <clears> game, though. There was just so much that happened in the last two minutes, and I'm sitting there talking to. I mean, literally, the last two minutes of the game I watched with Austin Riley. Yeah. That was just a lot of fun to me. Oh, that that just all that will forever I stick bet. with me. Reed James, why should Jomo walk back his post-game comments? Those complaining about his comments were already looking for something to be upset about anyways. It's a shame some feelings were hurt because he didn't get fired like they wanted. Brian and I, and Joel, by God, you got to put Joel in on this. What are your thoughts on this? Here's what I would say. And you tell me if you disagree. MSU fans are, are Joe Moorhead's customers. You can't scream and yell at your customers and tell them you don't really want their business. You tell I, as a business owner, you can't tell people to go kick rocks and pound sand because they don't like you. All right, you got to do what you got to do to earn their business. And if you want to sell tickets and you want to make money, you got to kiss a little, uh, you know what? Sometimes. So, I'm not saying you should walk back the comments, but I would like to see something from Joe Moorhead to to just sort of soften the blow of what he said a little bit. Yeah, and. You know, I think there's a, a segment of state fans that mm-hmm. they're going to hold that against him forever, unless he comes out and pops a ten and two or something. Then they'll forget pretty right. quick. But let's just say that when he said that, I feel like he was talking to a select few. But that shoe fit for a lot of folks, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so he, yeah, like you said, he basically was the the. Uh, the chef that after he ate his food came out and he just started yelling at everybody uh, about what he had just cooked a little bit. Kind of, I don't know, man. It just was not a. Uh, on one hand, you want coaches to be genuine, but I don't know that that was the greatest approach yeah, to it, take. It, it, I don't know. And uh, yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be always be folks that are gonna kind of hold that against him for the rest of his coaching tenure at state. I think. I, I don't know about that. If he wins nine games next year. That's what year, I'm saying. Unless he pops a nine or ten, yeah, yeah. ten win season. Then at yeah. that point, it, it's like a dry race board. It's gone. All right. Justin Strawn, 3.30 a.m. Oh. So today mm. at, uh, at the uh, remote, Mor- Borky tells us he didn't go to bed until 4.30. But Alex, who is uh, our – she sort of sets the remotes up and everything for us, tells us she woke up at 3.30. Which is worse? I say waking up at 3.30 is worse than going to bed at 4. Yeah. I'd rather go to bed late 
at, than be awoken at three thirty. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, you can. It's not ideal, but mm -hmm. there's several times doing what we do. And heck, the other night I drove home from Fayetteville, Arkansas, in the middle. Of the night. There's several times where all of us go to bed really, 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 really late. And, yeah. I mean, you can get up in like four, last four hours or so and chug coffee or yeah. whatever your caffeine of choice is and get going. Mm -hmm. Just trying to ask good questions this week. We may get them all. Can MSU fans who claim State would get boat race but are also now saying beating a four-win team proves nothing have it both ways? I mean, there's a segment of folks that's just always going to find the negative in no, every, that. everything that – I agree with that. Everything. You know, not going to be – not going to ever be able to be happy. Uh, and, and I think that some of the folks that were saying that and then aren't happy with the win are a lot of times some of those people just looking for something to complain about. I agree. Am I wrong to still be angry about the 2017 Egg Bowl because Mississippi State should be riding a four-game Egg Bowl winning streak? Of course you are. You're, of course it's not wrong. You should still be angry. Yeah, I totally agree. We've been talking about this a couple times now. Elijah Moore still got the NWO belt after the dumbest penalty ever. On a scale of 1 to 10, how tone deaf is that? 12. Yeah, 12 is probably low, to be totally honest. <laughs> like, he should have been, like, trying to get away from a coach chewing his ear off. Instead, they gave him the belt. and his, I mean, Watch his teammates. Go out and watch his clip. They're all patting him on the back. Don't tell me that, A, it wasn't premeditated, and, B, anybody cared. They yeah. only they cared. They didn't care at all right up until that, egg, that extra point went wide right. That's when they started caring. That's when it became an embarrassment. Well, even then, he went right back on the field. Yeah. Or all and, the and to my knowledge, never got chewed out. But maybe, maybe he didn't. We just didn't see it. Yeah, but. but I don't believe that he did. Are all the Ole Miss fans who made DK Metcalf peeing on the field in 2017 as their Twitter avatars and praised him over and over again for it bear any fault for more stupidity in the Egg Bowl? Of course! I feel like Bane. Of course! Yes! These people held that up as... It was held up as a shining example of justice. <laughs> yeah, they made him out to be a hero. I, I keep coming back to the... How do I keep coming back to it? You either live long enough... To, you, you either die the hero or live long enough to become the villain. That's what happened here. Yes, they are 100% to blame. Isn't more from, like, Texas or somewhere? Georgia. He, Georgia. Or Florida, one of the two. He, he's not from the he state He saw it on TV. And my and my guess is it was like hey DK kind of deal. Like yeah, he was saying yeah. hello to his buddy yeah, kind of thing. Exactly. And uh, so yeah, there's a direct correlation there. One hundred percent. That might have been the dumbest thing Moore has ever done, and it was on national television. If either of your dumbest acts had been nationally televised, Whoa. what would we have seen? What's funny is that's his dumbest act. Prior to that, he had tried to fair catch a ball after he'd already caught it. Again, somebody asked that the other day. It may have been in this question. So I may I may be getting ahead of it, but <coughs> basically. A guy tried to fair catch a ball after he'd already caught it, and that wasn't the dumbest thing he did all day. <coughs> For me, oh God, what is the dumbest thing I've ever done? I'm, I'm racking my brain. I, over I mean, here. I mean, I've done dumb things, but not like I'm not trying to think of something that's like so stupid that I would, you know, oh God, make me cringe. I'm sure I have something though. Like I, I you know, I, I totaled my car. Uh, running a red light once, like a dummy. I th I thought it was green. Yeah, I was sick. I put it. I, I blame it on cough syrup. I mean, this one thing that comes to mind. Not that this is all that dumb, but like here in Startwell, I was actually 
when I was a freshman or sophomore in college was driving to to campus and one of like the city school buses ran a red light and like cut me off and so I was like pointing at the school bus driver like I was ticked off and I had to move and put it in reverse and I was like pointing out the window at this school bus driver giving him the business and put it in reverse and backed into a car that was oh, behind me and did not even rough. so I didn't hit the school bus you hit the car I, behind you. I reversed it and backed into so the car so in this case him. mayhem was a school bus driver yes Yes. I like that. I, I don't know if that's the dumbest thing I've ever done, but that was one of those. Actually, I, I thought of it. You, you would see my wedding would have been televised. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm telling Jennifer. She'd agree. Uh, <laughs> Phil Horrell wants she, to know. She would probably also yeah. agree yeah. with uh, that maybe her dumbest move, too. Yeah. Was Matt Luke, this is from Phil Horrell, I'm sorry. Was Matt Luke and the Ole Miss and Keith Carter's apology Specifically to the Ole Miss family and not to anyone else. More of a sorry, not sorry backhand towards Hale State, towards Mississippi State. Especially considering the 2017 apology was just a general apology. Did it help expedite Luke's departure? First of all, why is anybody from Mississippi State wanting an apology for that? It's not that state fans want an apology. It's that if you're going to apologize, you should apologize to Mississippi State. You should. Because, once again, one of your players has made a fool of themselves You know, in, in that situation. In urination simulation. The so. apology was the kick going wide right for State. Yeah. That that was apology accepted. Yeah. Uh, but back to the question. Yeah, I mean, it's def- there's definitely a – like I said, nobody at Ole Miss was sorry that he did that until that kick pushed wide. Oh, yeah. yeah if, they, if they make the kick – And then win the game – Nobody then, cares. Then you've got DK part two and everybody's exactly. got it as a Twitter avatar Everybody's got it as a Twitter avatar. Yeah. So, yeah. No question. Uh, ben – Ben Garrett is his name. This is a different Ben Garrett. Not not that terrible, terrible Ben Garrett. This is another Ben Garrett. Let's say you've just scored the apparent tying touchdown in a rivalry game with almost no time left. What would be your go-to celebration? Sure to draw a 15-yarder, moving your shaky kicker into medium field goal range. Hmm. I know mine. I want to know what yours is. Mine is, is I, I'm super gonna, easy. I'm going to strut into the gridiron club. Uh-huh. I'm going to find some you know handicapped chump to steal their cane. <laughs> Happy Gilmore style, riding the bull, working it, working it. All right, there's two ways. I thought you, I thought you were going to go different way. Got to ride into the bull, the gridiron club, strut and Rick Flair style. Just find some woman and just kiss her right there. Is where I thought you were going to go. You know what I'm doing? What are you doing? I'm going DX. I'm going to suck it. I'm going right to the DB and just ah, crotch chop him right there. I'll guarantee I get 15 for that. And as soon as the flag comes out, I'm giving the ref one too. Or I could do like the Hingle McCringleberry and give him like the, the three pumps. Where where is like the uh I mean, after you already have the flag, you can just do what you want from that point, right? They can't just keep they can, backing yeah, you they up. Could, oh yeah, they could. Okay, they, 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 okay. they could say, you know, they could give you two, I think. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Well, so uh, so you're gonna get two penalties then. You're gonna yeah. get one for the D B and then you're gonna get one for the ref. So then then Luke Logan would have been kicking like a fifty yard PAT and you're He might have made that one. Might have, might have drifted back. He might have had to put a draw on it and just pulled it back in. Jonathan wants to know, will Elijah Moore get paid extra money if his dog pee celebration, his urination simulation, is put on the next NCAA video game? I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. His likeness. Right to and circle, you get urination simulation. Yeah, that's his likeness. He should make some extra money. Do you do, have you seen that the, the piss and the mist shirts are now available? I'm going to buy one. That's going to happen. If, Literally, that's what if it you says. are. If you are selling those shirts, if they don't, if they're in big man sizes. You got you're going to have an well, order they're, coming. They're going to be at a uh, prominent Starful retailer 
In fact, you can order them now online. Very good. I will be doing that. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> One of my friends brought it. I don't know if you heard this on the show yesterday. They were talking about uh, potential head coaches, and Will Healy's name came up. Talking about his time at Austin P on the show yesterday, and I said, I think Ole Miss might not want to be avoid might avoid being associated with the word P for a while. <laughs> You know, I guess I can say this now because Joe Moorhead's apparently staying. But mm-hmm. I was joking with Danny P. Smith, my editor, the other day that if uh, if Joe had been relieved of his duties, here we go using that word "relieved" again. <laughs> but if he had been relieved of his duties and stayed at hired uh, Hudspeth, uh, my lead to the story was going to be all John Cohen had to do to find his next head coach was get up and go to pee. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> always all right. nice. My computer just shut down, sir. So I'm going to go to my phone. Oh, that stinks. It's it's been doing this thing lately. I don't know why, but it's bothering me. Hey, I would say uh, get you a Black Friday deal, but that is passed. It's already passed. Yeah, it's 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 just it won't tell me that it's like a low power mode or anything. It just stops. And if I go plug it in, it'll come back in. But that'll I don't feel like getting up. I can just use my phone. Do you want me to get your stuff while you? No, no, get we're to good. Next we're good. Sure? We're, we've got okay. plenty of time. All right. Uh, let's see here. Brad Haynes, who I just followed on Twitter because he keeps putting out these quality, quality gifs of you and I as a he did. I, I followed him actually. I can't remember now what happened, but I think it was back during. What well, what we had some deal going on. It was like if this happens, I I want you to follow me, and it didn't quite happen. But I was like, I'll follow you anyway. Uh-huh. So I did. So anyway, yeah. hey Brad, he wants to know what's on your Christmas Christmas wish list. So you get one gift, you can get whatever you want. That's within reason. You can't you know have a new car or something. Um. Go. You go. Oh, I got to go first? Oh, I'm, um, just, I'm thinking. I'm a simple man. I'd like to get some new socks. I, by the way, are you going to be at the basketball game Thursday? I will be. I got some new socks for my birthday. Nice. I don't normally wear slacks to uh, to basketball games. I don't wear jeans, but I'm wearing slacks because I'm going to show off my new socks. Would it be socks that Brett Hudson would be proud of? Yes. Yes. Um, Remind me so I can take a picture and send it to him. Oh, will do. Uh, but that said... I don't know. I, I didn't really. I didn't really ask for much for Christmas this year. So, you know, if I could have, if I could have like an actual wish, it would be an all expense paid trip to Las Vegas. That's, yeah. what be, that's what I would like to have. It's so weird that when you're, you know, when you ask, you know, ten year old that there's just this long list of crap. Yeah. By the time you're, oh, like one thing in your thirties, like I literally some peace and quiet would be uh, nice. I literally don't have anything. You know, my, my mom is one, and she hadn't done it this year yet, mm-hmm. to my knowledge. I don't know. Maybe she asked Katie. Mm-hmm. what I want, but she usually is like, hey, give me some ideas of yeah. stuff you want, and I'm always like, I, I have, literally... I, I have your gift uh, bookmarked. I just gotta buy it. Look at you. Yeah. Like, I literally can't make a list because I don't know what I yeah, want. Yeah, I... I, I, I mean, honestly like the gifts that sucked when you were a kid. I want, like, socks and underwear oh, I do too. and stuff. I do too. Yeah, I told my wife, because I've lost some weight and, you know, like, going around walking now. Sometimes it's a little, it's a little droopy down there, so I'm like, I need to restock my underwear drawer. Yeah. Need some new socks. I need some new t-shirts. Stuff like that. You know, it sounds cheesy, hokey, whatever, but no no lie. All I want for Christmas is to just have peace and be with my family and mm-hmm. them to have a good time. Exactly. And, and I want the to see kid, my kids, the kids smiling them, so. and having exactly. a good time. Like, that is literally all I want. He wants to know our top five Christmas movies. I won't do top five. I'll do top three. If I had a... We'll go to that in just okay. a second. If I had a choice for Christmas, like... No one under the age of like, or no one over the age of like eighteen gets presents. Like, no, maybe even like lower that. than that. I don't like that because you know your kids want to get you stuff. That's true. You take away the joy of giving for others. Yeah, yeah. I guess, but giving is—it's a season of giving. Yeah, yeah. So you're so, right on that 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 so. account. But sometimes I know what you I know what you want. You want to you want uh, opening day tickets 
to the Atlanta Braves this year? I'd take any ticket. It doesn't have to be opening day, but I'd love it to be opening day. Opening day. Turn at uh, SunTrust Park. There you go. Yeah, took care of it for you. Thank you. All right, top top three Christmas movies. Go. Top three Christmas movies. Yeah. One Christmas Vacation. Okay, that's what his number uh, one is too. Two. Um, I really like Four Christmases. I don't know if I've ever seen that, but okay. It's Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. Sure. It's hilarious. Okay. Uh, so I'm actually gonna put that number two. I really like that movie. All right. Um, number three, what's going to be my number three Christmas movie? I like Elf. Elf. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. We'll go Elf. I'm going to go a Christmas story. Number one, Christmas vacations. Number two, and I actually like a Christmas Carol. Okay. I'm a big fan of the old school. Uh, I love that story for whatever reason. Die Hard four. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Uh, Kevin Wright wants to know if I have an EPL side chick. Everton is his. I do not. I do not have a second team that I that I really cheer for. I don't even have like a. Uh, I don't have like a La Liga team or a Bundesliga team or anything like that. I, I, I'm faithful to my 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 Chelsea. Team. I don't know what any of the words are that just came out of your mouth. It's a soccer thing. But he wants to know: Do you have an MLB side chick? Is there a team other MLB? than MLB? No. Yeah. No. Is, I, is there an I, AL I, team I, that you like? Here's what I do in MLB. Mm-hmm. Diehard Braves basically want everyone else to lose, mm-hmm. with the exception of, I mean, if there's a guy that I covered that I know or mm-hmm. whatever on one of the other teams, I will generally pull for them. When Glavin was a Met, did you at least pull for the Mets in his starts? Not, wow. not with the Mets. Okay. Not, That's but, fair. like, I saw Jake Mangum today. I actually talked to him for a while. Yeah. Um, when he's when he's in New York, yeah, my, I will be pulling for Jake I Mangum. Absolutely. And then, but but as far as like team, no NFL, yes, a little bit. Like I love the Dolphins, but I, I do kind of I will watch the Falcons. My uh, my side chick in the NFL is the Chiefs. Like I've always liked the Chiefs. Yeah, I don't know why. And Chris Jones is there too. I, I just I have so much attention on Atlanta all the time. No, I, I see it. so much Falcon stuff. So I, I'm, I'm, I pay attention to You need to get away to from Falcons. that. It's not good for you. Well, I mean, you see how terrible they are, so yeah. it's not like I'm doing them any good. Yeah. What's your favorite Christmas song Kevin wants to know? Christmas song? Yeah. Oh. Baby, it's cold outside. I don't know. That came to mind for whatever reason. Everybody hates that song, though. It's, it's very huh? politically incorrect. <laughs> What's not now, you got a point. in 2019? You got a point. Uh, I don't know that that's my favorite, but... That that it's just kind of a catchy little back and forth tune there. So. I got you, I got you. I like uh, if if we're going like religion, I really like Mary. Did you know? You anybody go. wants to go that route? I like uh, Hall and Oates, uh, Jingle Bell Rock. That's a good one. There you go. Go with that today. I was listening to Christmas music on the way down to Jackson. Uh, Jay Henry, why does Brandon Walker hate the baseball team? A few episodes back on the More Cowbell team, he said he said the f word about baseball. Brandon said the f word. Surely not. No, I can't be right. When talking about state winning national titles in the future, he claims he's true maroon. Without listening, I didn't. I didn't listen to this podcast, but my guess is what he's talking about is this: uh, winning a baseball national title doesn't move the needle on anything. Now it'd be huge for state and its fans because we're so baseball. But in the end of the day, nationally, nobody cares. Nobody cares as much as. Men's basketball and football, and even to a lesser degree, women's basketball. Women's basketball is more popular nationally than college baseball. It just is. That's a fact. And, I mean, the ratings numbers back that up. So, I guess that's what we're talking about. But some people just don't care about baseball. They just don't, for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah. And, and if you want uh, further proof of how women's basketball, every 
correct me if I'm wrong, every NCAA tournament women's game is televised, right? Yes. And college baseball, Not some of that's on like ESPN yeah. Plus or whatever, yeah. SEC Plus or, you know, the the online version. They don't put every game on TV. So, yeah. It, of the four, big four, it's... It's fourth. Yeah. Um, now it's not fourth at state, but it's fourth now. Right. Right. It's 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 still second, but women's basketball is pushing it right now. Uh, Tony Loper, who is the best damn veterinarian in the city of Vicksburg, which of the top three teams would be most likely to lose this weekend if you had to pick one to lose? It's got to be LSU, right? Because they're playing Georgia. That's a real team. Clemson and Virginia and Ohio State, Wisconsin are both going to be bloodbaths. I think. Yeah, I feel like that too. Somebody made a good point. Like, if you were worried at all about LSU maybe getting, like, the word from the conference, like, hey, why don't you just lose this one because you're going to be in, and that way we can get two teams into the playoff. Somebody make a point. Right now, you really want to be the one seed because who wants to play Clemson first? You know, you don't want to play Clemson. No. You want to play Utah or Oklahoma. Don't want any part of Clemson. So, I think LSU is the obvious answer. How did Georgia lose to South Carolina? One of the most inexplicable losses of the college football season. Yeah. It's right up there with like Wisconsin, Illinois. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any others off the top of my head that just, like, how did that happen? Um, but that's that's one of them for sure. Uh, we may be running out of questions here. Cody Goldsberry wants to know, is every other coach in the SEC looking at Joe Moorhead riding a horse at a recruit's house in pure hostility as in, why didn't I think of that? That ranks high on my list of recruiting advantages. It's a freaking horse. I think I think we would be surprised. I, not all of it gets recorded. I bet Saban's like, don't do it. It was crazy. I bet crazy stuff happens on these things. Where coach, they're like, okay, coach, you want to go, you know, slop the hogs with me or something? I mean, that's the kind of stuff probably happens. You know, picture you know Gus Malzahn and hip waiters out there and pig, you know, dookie, and and slopping the hogs. Anything else here? Let's see here. Looks like that might be it. Almost there. Yep, that's it. All right. Tomorrow's show. Tomorrow's show. Uh, we'll preview. We'll look ahead. Mississippi State uh, basketball. We we are going to talk to Ben Hallen tomorrow and to Vic Schaefer. So we'll talk some hoops on tomorrow's show. State men are back in action on Thursday night against uh, Louisiana Tech. So we'll sort of look ahead to that game. And also, just a heads up, uh, I'm starting a vacation. It's not really a vacation. I'm not going anywhere. But I won't be working. Staycation. Staycation, yeah. So no, after uh, today, as you're listening, uh, no more Brian on Sports Talk Mississippi until the middle of next week. And I'm going to take the next two days off on the podcast as well. So no Thursday or Friday, Thunder and Lightning. Joel and I will be back on Monday to recap where State's headed for a bowl game and, and talk about all that kind of stuff. Until then, though, for Joel T. Coleman, woo, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning. Super Talk in Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.